Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is an incredible story. You are really going to love this. So I'm sitting down today with Cameron Byfor, and she's a life and business coach, and she teaches people how to make income online from anywhere in the world, which obviously sounds really great, but she's practically living it, and she's got an incredible story. So you're going to hear how where she's come from, what she's achieved, and how she got through it. And really, I really break down some really key points of where she got out of a toxic environment and how she made that decision to not become a victim of her environment and her situation and take control of her life. So this is incredible, guys. Really sit back, enjoy this one, take the lessons out of it. And as always, if you've got some value from this one, share it on your Instagram, give us a tag and uh, let's change the world. Sit back, guys. Enjoy this one. Let's get into it. There we go. We're live, ladies and gents, and I have a beautiful guest with me today all the way from Bali, so she's joining in via Zoom. I'm with Cameron. Hopefully, I get a last name right, by four, and I pronounced that correctly. Cameron, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. I've been following you for uh, for a while now, probably over a year, to be honest. Like, um, I don't think I was directly following you. You know how you, you see someone, but you don't follow them. You kind of stalk them in the background. So um, I've been very aware of who you are for like well over a year now. And it's really cool to see who you are, what you do, ha- the people that you help, and really how you live your life. So I'm really keen to hear a little bit more about it and share some lessons to some more people. Um, please, Cameron, could you give us a bit of a, the summary, the trailer to the movie of who you are so people know who you are? Yeah, sure. So my name is Cameron. I'm American. I've been pretty much traveling around the world for the last five, almost six years, kind of just on a mission of finding my passions, my purpose, uh, what really lights me up and just learning and expanding on my, my, my knowledge, essentially. So I am, I'm a seeker to understand parts of the world myself. And um, I think that just comes from like a constant state of curiosity. So I'm from the States, but I've been living around for a while now and um, currently reside in Bali, Indonesia and been here for two and a half years. Nice. Beautiful. I love that. Um, If you could go a little bit more... Tell us a little bit about when uh, when you were growing up. We were talking before the podcast that you had some um, that you you took a lot of risks yourself. So you put yourself out there because obviously, well, even what you said then for some people seems quite quite bold and going out there, going from someone who's American, been traveling your whole life, now living in Bali. Like, you've, have you got any relatives over there? Like, how did you end up in Bali? Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in quite a toxic environment, um, and oftentimes, you know, people that I meet might not typically perceive that just from, you know, the current reality that I live, how I hold myself now and just like what I do day to day. But I actually came from a very humbly, uh, kind of very toxic, confusing childhood where, you know, in the past, I was very angry, depressed, you only know what you know, right. And um, I, I knew that when I was younger, I had two options, either repeat what I was seeing, which is drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, just very just a spiraling downward uh, life lifestyle, or I saw it as, you know, this is a way for, I could see what I'm seeing now and choose to change the outcome of my future. And I think to really distract myself when I was younger, I was always doing extracurriculars, uh, you know, going out and about. And it also made me kind of rebellious too, just because I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to listen to, to the rules of especially someone that, I mean, even though I love, you know, where I come from, I love my family, but I always, 
I was always so rebellious in a sense where I wasn't going to listen to somebody who didn't have the lifestyle or the relationships or the happiness that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took so much for me to kind of expand my horizons and my knowledge for the world because I really thought for the longest time life was just go to work, eat, go to bed go to work, eat, go to bed. And that, that was just it. I didn't, I actually didn't grow up traveling. Um, I, I just, I thought that life was going to be very boring and I wasn't excited about it. So I think that really piqued my curiosity to kind of just like put myself out there, question everything and just say yes, just say yes more. And, um, so when I was younger, I was in competitive cheerleading and I always, I think it really comes down to, and the reason why I bring that up is I was always an overachiever because I was looking for validation and other sources that I wasn't getting at home. So I think that ties in as like the, that kind of, that part of me, I think that ties in with the, the risk taking that, that I began taking as I, as I went into my, my young adulthood. And now is I was always an overachiever. I was always looking for validation by my achievements and it was just a way to distract myself. So it kind of came from, you know, uh, how can I distract myself? And it felt really, really good to start excelling at different areas. And, and I, it almost became an addiction, like a personal addiction to how can I become better? What can I risk to, to learn a new skill or put myself out there or to, to, you know, whatever it was. So I did competitive cheerleading to keep myself busy when I was younger. And then, you know, whenever I, I became, whenever I turned 18, um, and, and it was time to go to college. I made it sure that I was going to find any and all way to get there, even though I didn't have the funds. So that's the thing I think also as well as I'm always constantly looking for the solution or resolution to something where if I know I'm restricted from my current reality or my situation monetarily, relationship wise, it doesn't matter. I always knew that I could create whatever outcome that I wanted. Meaning, what is the solution or what is the resolution? Who can I talk to? What do I need to do to make something happen? Because I wasn't happy in the past. And I knew if nothing changes, nothing's going to change. I so I, I went to school down in the South. I've actually been to three different colleges. And we could talk for ages about like, okay, why three different colleges? And I actually never graduated. But that was like one of the biggest risks that I took was just leaving my home state. And I left when I was 18 and that was kind of the first taste of living on my own in a new environment. And I know most people do this where they'll either leave for uni or school or they'll, they'll move to another state. They'll, they'll start their own life. Right. So that's like a normal risk to take. And, you know, I found myself, even when I was in college, still not happy. I still was like very angry, depressed, very um, impulsive and, I found myself in relationships that are also very toxic. And at the time I didn't realize I was repeating what I grew up with. Mm. And uh, the reason why I share this is it kind of also ties into the, the revelation that I had to begin taking risks and putting myself out to make different changes in my life. So I was very angry, very depressed, very um, all over the place. And I was repeating my old habits and patterns from what I grew up with because, you know, we grow our beliefs from what we see as a child. And uh, that, that was really creating awful friendships and, and, and my dating life when I was in my younger twenties. And I, I was spiraling downward. I couldn't figure out what it was, couldn't pinpoint it. And ultimately um, you know, after my second boyfriend, 
he I I became so I guess depressed and uncertain about my life I was actually pretty suicidal and um it came it was one particular event where it was like just like the 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 tip of the iceberg or that last bit that was just like the the cherry on top of like everything spiraling out of control where I ultimately um, attempted suicide when I was 21 years old. I never saw my myself living past 25 just because I was always angry and I was always seeking and I was so confused about my life because you only know what you know, right? Mm-hmm. And even though I was putting myself out there, experiencing new things, it's like not having that education around personal development, growth, uh, changing the way that we think. It was really, you know, again, like I just what I wasn't sure. So when when I was at that point where I attempted suicide, it was a failed attempt. Here I am. But um, luckily, I had a friend of mine take me to the hospital that night. And I was admitted into a mental ward where, you know, on paper, I'm actually uh, deemed mentally unstable, unfit, right? Manically depressed on paper. Like, that's what they were identifying me as. But I knew that wasn't my identity. I knew that's not who I was. It's something I was experiencing because I just didn't know why I was feeling those things. It was like I was hurting other people because I felt hurt, right? And um, I, I was experiencing the anger because I was mad at myself. So, so the reason why I want to share this is because it was at this particular moment where I had a little bit of a, a rebirth. I call, I call it post-traumatic growth, where I had like such a troubled past where I was out of control. It made no sense. I was confused. And then I'm sitting in this mental ward in an orange jumpsuit with no mirrors, under surveillance, being watched, no phone, nothing but my own thoughts for five days. Wow. And that was the first time I've ever spent time with myself. I think in society, in life, we never spend time with ourselves truly because of distractions, the internet, social media, obligations, all of these things really keep us from diving into learning and loving ourselves at the core because we just never give ourselves the chance, truly. I, I believe that. So for the first time, I had the time and the space to just think. I had nothing else to do but to think about where I was, my actions, and kind of just start building for the first time self-awareness of, wow, I because my own actions got me here. Like, I was having narcissistic behavior. I was blaming everyone else for my pain. I could have been in control of the way that I was. But again, like you just don't know what you don't know. So it was the first time that I kind of like discovered self-awareness and questioning everything. And uh, that was such a pivotal moment in my life where that's kind of wherever I started really diving into personal growth, learning and seeking out to understand my emotions and, and seeing the world a little bit differently. And it was just, I don't know if it was like a download from universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, where it was kind of like that feeling of, you have ultimate freedom to choose what comes next. And it was like these realizations, these revelations. Like I remember leaving the hospital, walking out the doors after the five days and just everything seemed brighter. I had a totally different outlook on the way that I felt about myself in the world. Like I just, like I felt an energetic shift. It's like so hard. It's so hard to explain in in words, but I call it post-traumatic growth. And from that moment, I made a commitment to myself to to start loving myself, to learn about the world, uh, my emotions, other people, and to to take radical responsibility and ownership. I think that was another huge lesson in that. And the reason why, you know, like uh, I share that is is because afterwards I, I addressed 
the way that I was. And I wrote handwritten letters to all the people that I previously hurt or that I got into quarrels with, or um, I just wrote all these apology letters to people in my life that I was directly connected to that at some point we had a fallout. And I started mending and forgiving not only myself, because I think that was the biggest thing. I had to forgive myself for where I was. And it's like the forgiveness, the ownership, the radical responsibility, and knowing that, okay, well, I can't believe that I was this selfish to want to take my life. I'm making a promise to myself now to live as hard as I possibly can for the rest of my life and to cast the vision and, and share and inspire through my actions on living fricking on purpose. So I made a commitment to myself after that, that like, um, that that was going to be my driving force. And that's kind of why now I'm so passionate about showing my lifestyle, casting a vision of freedom, of purpose, of taking risks, because it's because of that particular moment that changed for me. And I know that so often, like, you know, we can, we can find ourselves in situations that make us feel depressed or, or sad or uncertain. And we might be experiencing depression, but that's not your identity. Nothing is we get to choose, right? Nothing has meaning except for the meaning we give it. So if we want to identify as depressed and so it'll be forever now on paper I should be heavily medicated if not completely dead because of the way that I used to be on paper I'm literally written out to be insane and hey hey I might be freaking insane for like the lifestyle that I now live it takes a level of obsession insanity to kind of create these radical shifts and changes to to live the life that you want because we're so stuck in a box because of society because of what we're taught our limiting our self-beliefs that we're that we learn when we're younger so um, after that I made a commitment to myself and I was just like all right well I'm not happy here I want to start over let me book a one-way ticket out of the country. I don't know where I'm going, but I, I want to find out about myself, the world. I want to experience life differently other than here because I have a feeling that, you know, life is life can be so much different. I just got to go find and figure out what that is. So I didn't know why I picked Australia. I, I booked a one-way ticket to Australia. Actually, the reason why I made that decision is from a YouTube video. Nice. I was on YouTube. I was on YouTube and I was like, um, you know, cool places to travel, and the Gold Coast of Australia came up. That's and where I it was am. Like, I know, and it was a goal. It was like a GoPro video of the Gold Coast. I'm like, that's where oh, I'm going. Done. That's where I'm going. And I think the reason why I was so bold in taking those the, that risk of leaving the country on my own as a 22 year old at the time, um, or so bold, is because again, like I knew what it felt like to be where I was, and I. And I guess that level of pain created and raised a necessity to kind of seek out changes so I can live a better life, if that makes sense. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's all over the place because I'm a little bit all over the place, <laughs> per, but that's the idea. That's, that's the incredible. idea of where it all stems from. The easiest podcast ever. I ask one question, you get 17 minutes out of it. That's amazing. <laughs> no, it's, um, no it's, it's really, really cool. I love hearing people where they've come from because you can see like even your level of personal development now, like 
just how aware you are of you were an overachiever, but that was for to validate yourself and to avoid the problems that you had, that nothing has a meaning besides the meaning that you apply to it. You can see that you've had your own personal development journey through your own experience. I'm sure you've now got onto mentors and books and courses and stuff on top of that. I would love to not just go back all the way back to the start, but maybe just go through a couple of those points and maybe share a bit of a light on how would someone else do something similar. And if you go back right to the start, you said you're in a toxic environment. You said you were, whether that be with mum, dad, family, whatever the situation was, what gave you the courage to go do that? And what made you, even back then without the development that you have today, what allowed you to make that conscious decision that I need to, even though you did it for validation of achieving, but what made you make that decision to, I need to get out of here. I need to, even if you've got to stay there for, because you're so young, you can't pay bills, but what made you make the conscious decision to spend the least amount of time there because you know it's a toxic environment mm. and you become you hang with what allowed you to do that because that's incredible for the age that you were back then to do something like that yeah I think you know at the time I really couldn't identify what it is that I was doing but like I saw what I didn't want mm. on a daily basis and I knew I didn't want it I knew that I wanted you know I that other people were living a life that I wish I had like the friends that I had that you know I was surrounded with you know seeing their home life and how it's so different than mine I knew that there was a difference and I would make the point to always be outside of the house doing something else meeting another person and subconsciously without identifying what it is that I was doing I was really soaking up just the way that other people acted the other things that they did um, and seeing and kind of broadening my perspective of the world that was outside of my environment. Cause I, you, again, like I was so young that I, th- and I thought that's the way that life was supposed to be. I think I was intentionally going out, doing more things, more sports, more activities, meeting more people and befriending and just, you know, <laughs> stepping into extroversion, I guess, to, to learn that, there's so much more than what I was currently experiencing. What would so, you say to someone who's not doing that? Because I, I see it every day. I'm sure you do as well. You get messages, oh, I've got a shit family life. I got one last night from someone. Um, and it's like I, I'm mum's toxic, dad's toxic, or whatever the situation is. And they're doing the opposite. They're not putting themselves out there. They're not making that conscious decision. They're using the excuses of I can't, I'm too young, I whatever's coming up. What would you say to someone like that who's in that? If you were to give them some coaching and some advice, how would they take the first step to get out of there and to improve that situation? Yeah. So the first step I would ask somebody is, okay, so what is, what do you, I would ask them, what do you actually want? Right. And help them build clarity around what they want to feel, where they want to be. Um, and the, the outcome that they would prefer. I would ask them, what do you want? And I think again, like the quality of our life comes down to the quality of the questions that we ask. So questioning everything, right? So why do you feel yourself obligated to stay where you are and let them explore if I was coaching somebody? Okay. So what would you rather be doing? And I would ask them to explore that. What is holding you there? And a lot of the times people don't even know why they're, they're still in the environment or the situation because they haven't actually asked themselves, well, well, what do I actually want, right? So I'll ask, I'll ask a series of questions. And like when I was younger, I would ask myself questions of what can I do differently here? You know, what could, who can I meet? Or um, if I, I knew that if I want to change 
then I had to create change. So what are some, I would ask myself questions like, okay, how can I do something a little bit differently that they're not doing, if that makes sense. So if somebody was in an environment that they feel stuck and it was toxic and they're putting blame on everyone else, it takes like, it really does take that pain point and not everyone. <laughs> I've got a dog too. Don't worry. Sorry. That's okay. Hey, hey. Sorry. I've got a sausage dog. It's okay. <laughs> hey, sorry. Oh my gosh. I would ask, I would ask, okay, let's, let's go back. <laughs> I would ask, um, what can, what can we address right now that you're not currently addressing? And so often we'll play the victim role without even realizing it. And, and that'll keep us in our current reality because we're playing victim because it, it makes us feel a certain way to it. We're comfortable being in that position. So it takes a level of, of, of a pain point to make a radical shift, to raise the necessity. And I would help people kind of discover that by questioning, okay, well, why, why do you think you're here? And what do you actually want to change? Okay. Why aren't you changing it? And it's just like that constant looking and seeking the answer. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. You seem to be very well-rounded yourself. What what type of mentors have, like I can hear a lot of Tony Robbins in the way that you speak. Is there any like mentors that have really, really helped you shape your beliefs and allow you to have the level of consciousness that you have today? Has any, what is anyone in particular that stands out that's really helped you to get to where you are today? Yeah. So I, um, I absolutely love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Amazing. Incredible. He's, he's my number one. He's my BFF. I listen to him very regularly. Amazing. Um, so he is the number one for rewiring your belief system Incredible. because everything stems and starts with the way that we think. Right. And if we can understand that and in the, in the, um, in the way that he teaches, then we can really start crafting a different outlook or perspective on the way that we're living and completely change the way that we are as well. So I love that he talks about rewiring our belief systems and everything is created by the way that we think. Um, him, I've done Tony Robbins courses. I've done, you know, Preston Smiles, Alexi Panos. I've done lots of different courses and stuff, but I think what really comes down to is the consistency of every single day. I was diving into personal development books, but also YouTube is like my number one tool. I'll go onto YouTube and I'll just search an emotion that I'm feeling. Or, you know, for example, uh, this year is the first time I've actually stepped into dating in my adult life and I didn't know how to do it. So I went onto YouTube and I searched, okay, how to date. And then that would transition, okay, how to be, have charisma, okay, how to charm, okay, how to show up, how to communicate effectively. And all of that just filters and trickles down into your personal life too. So it's like um, every day I'm actually on YouTube or reading a personal development book that I can just like, it's a muscle, our brains are a muscle. So I'm a, I have a little bit of an obsession with it. And I think when you become obsessed with like growing and expanding the way that you think, then um, naturally it's just everything's going to begin shifting. So um, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza to answer your question. I also just watch random TED Talks on YouTube. I'm just always looking to hear stories and, and listen to different experiences on how I can broaden and expand my own perspective. So he's my number one. Tony Robbins is a great as well. I've read his books, done his courses. Um, I'm always listening to podcasts just like this to hear different perspectives. Um, following different people who have the lifestyle or the mindset that I want and mimicking and mirroring. I think the biggest thing to change is mirroring what you want. 
Um, whether that comes to business, personal life, whatever it is, I mirror everything. Like I like to refer to myself as like a walking, talking robot because everything I've heard from some somewhere or somebody said, or somebody's done my actions in the way that I speak is just a direct reflection and mirroring of my environment. I've created my own personal bubble reality environment where I'm only hearing, you know, talks and education and things like that from the people that I actually aspire to be like or who inspire me or motivate me. And I get and I, I keep that close. So I, I, I was able to identify the relationships that weren't serving me, love them from a distance, and then create my own little reality bubble where I'm constantly hearing Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, um, so many different, uh, Darren Hardy. I love Brandon Bouchard. Um, I could go on and on and on, but it's just like creating your little reality, hearing those people constantly is only going to get you to start stepping into kind of the way that they see the world. And like, as a result, it's going to be like that for you as well. So, um, again, we're a product of our environment. It's the same thing. Like I I could have stayed in a toxic environment and been a product of my environment. Who knows? Statistically, I could have been like a heroin addict or dead. But I chose a different path and we have the power of choice. And when we really understand that, there's that, that, that creates ultimate freedom. I believe freedom is personal. And um, it's, it's through our series of questioning, creating our own little reality. We're a product of our environment. So kind of like creating what you want that to be and mirroring the life or the mindset or the personality of the people that you also want to be like. I love that. You sound, we have very, very similar beliefs from the, the modeling. I'm the ultimate copycat. It's, uh, I heard this years ago. It's like, what good artists, uh, copy great artists steal. Just if someone's doing it better than you, just copy them and, and do your version of it. So it's genuine and authentic. Don't be someone who you're not, but if someone's getting a great result, why don't you just don't reinvent the wheel they're doing it just do what they're doing and do your way of doing it and i love the personal development very very similar like i um tv downstairs has youtube on it every day i'm, I'm listening to something and what blows my mind and i love the fact you brought it up youtube's phenomenal google's phenomenal like people get so caught up with doing something like i'm i'm at a point in my life and starting to invest into different things like stocks and uh minerals and stuff and i've got no fucking clue i don't know i didn't get shown that from my parents or anything so i just started on youtube i just said how to invest in gold then i watched 20 uh, 20 videos on that it's like how to invest in stocks and watch that what is a bond i'll do that what's a long-term debt cycle what's that like you just and you do that enough it starts to make sense and then i create a trust and then i create a bank and then i get a shares account and and I, it's like, no one fucking told me how to do it. I just jumped on YouTube. Like it's yes. not that difficult, is it? So, and I, I've got a certain belief in for me, everything's, everything's simple, but it's not always easy. Everything's fucking simple. Everything in life's a skill. Everything. You want to have a great relationship? Like what you just said, just Google it. Just literally. And, it, and you might get to a point where you need a master to come in and coach you and you might have to put up some dollars, but that's okay. But it's like, I just don't know why... I know people get stuck in their own head and their fear, fear involved, but it's like, it blows my mind sometimes. It's like, you can literally Google the, the problem that you, you've got right now and they can give you answers. So not a real question, just a statement. I was like, I just, I'm so similar to you in that, in that sense. What would you say to someone then? Say someone right now is in a toxic environment or just they want to start to develop their personal development. Cause I, I'm like, you, I got addicted to it. I was like, 
going to town, I was 18 when I got exposed to it. So I just became a fan, fanatic about it. I was watching every video, every course. I do it every day. I listen to books. I'm doing psycho-cybernetics at the moment. Phenomenal book if you haven't done that. Um, so I'm, 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 I got addicted to it. So if someone, they might not be in a toxic environment like what you gave some advice about before, but say someone just wants to start become a better version of them, a better mother, a better partner, a better businesswoman, a better man or leader, whoever, whatever it is, where would you start for those people if they just want to get the ball rolling? Yeah. If you just want to get the ball rolling, just focus on becoming 1% better. If not every day, just every week, just 1% better. So a lot of times we'll stop ourselves from, you know, gaining education or insight on something because of the overwhelm of it of being such a radical change or shift or thinking like, oh, I have to sit down and watch a video for an hour or read an entire book. And like the books will stay on the shelves or like the videos never get watched just because of the overwhelm of the, the time investment. And here's the thing. If we we create the time for the things that matter the most to us, right? And um, so I, I really invite you to focus on just becoming 1% better Every single day that could literally look like if you want to begin your personal development journey and like you, you have like a stack of books at home that you haven't opened, pick up the book, just focus on reading 10 pages, just 10. What, what book? What's the number one for you? Go. Well, the first personal development book that I read was The Power of Now. Nice. Really good. Yeah. So that was the first one that I read and I don't know who it's by. Just, I don't really remember the- I can't remember the authors, but- Yeah. Like anyway, the power of now is the first one that I read. Um, and then I read start with why understanding why you're driven for change, why you want a different outcome, why you're doing something. I think that is like the key is you've got to have a clear, concise vision of like where you want to go, the changes you want to make. Otherwise you're going to stay stuck. Right. So like I just, I said, I would say 1% better every single day, pick up the book that's on the stack on your desk, just read 10 pages and commit to yourself to just 10 a day. And what that's going to do is ultimately create a new habit for you. And I believe everything starts with our habits. If we can just read 10 pages a day, that's going to be habitual for you. And it's going to, when it feels comfortable, it's going to become subconscious. And then from then, like you'll, you'll feel comfortable. Okay. Well, I have another spare 20 minutes. Let me just read another 10. And that's just going to start filtering and, and, and kind of flowing into the, the, the your personal development journey. So just 1% better every day. Don't make any quantum leaps, but it's just like focusing on how you can make small changes gradually are going to compound over time to start seeing the actual results that you want. So that's just incredible. 10 pages a day of a book or go on YouTube, watch something that's 10 minutes, not an hour, just 10. What are you listening to at the moment? Um, listen to Brilliant. So two things, actually. Um, the first, I also, I always listen to the secret by Rhonda Byrne on repeat. Yep. So it's something that I've been listening to on repeat a lot. So like when I'm at a massage, I'm in Bali. So like I get those regularly. <laughs> so while I'm in a massage, I'll listen to it while I'm driving my scooter. I'm listening to the secret while I'm getting ready for the day. It's like a two hour audio, 10 bucks off on your, your Apple book app or whatever. Just listen to it over and over and over again. What it's doing is getting you to re like to reprogram your thought process to focus on different. If you want to attract more good, right. Um, we have to feel good. We attract more good when we feel good. And that, that is a really great way that I like to plug into. So I feel good and start like kind of brainstorming and visualizing different outcomes that I want in my life. So that's what I'm currently listening to. Um, 
consistently because consistency is everything. And then I made a goal for the month of August. I always make a personal development goal or reading goal. So for August, I made the commitment to read the Bible for the first time. Yeah. So I've never read it. And I made a commitment to read front to back the whole thing. It's like 600 pages. Again, an overwhelmed mind does nothing. I took the 600 page book divided by 31. And now I know how many pages I need to read every day. It's like 23 or something. So that's what I'm currently reading out of my own um, desire to understand Christianity, religion, God, and the, the, the whole book in itself. So that's something that I'm currently reading. Incredible. And what do you do right now? We actually even even spoke about what you do. <laughs> so what is it that you actually do now? Like you've come from the journey you've had, you've overcome some challenges, you've put yourself out there. We got up to the point where you got to Australia. Um, yep. Yeah. What is it that you do now? Like literally practically, what do you do day to day? Like you're in an industry, what do you do? How do you, like, you, I know you help people. How do you help people? Like what is it that you actually do now? Yeah. So um, when I moved to Australia, I discovered the the world of entrepreneurship and that whole realm opened up to me. So um, I've, I've been an, an online entrepreneur for years now. And my, my one, my one business is in network marketing. So I serve people and I help people make an income producing asset with in the network marketing space, teach them leadership and how to grow a sustainable network. So that's one thing that I do. I've also built out a course on self-discovery and what inspired me to do that is by going on my own personal self-discovery journey. So I created a course out of it and um, that's another passive income that I've created. And then I also just stepped into kind of um, coaching people on mindset shifts and um, creating different habits and changes in their life in the coaching space as well. So network marketing is my main thing and serving people that way. And then I also have my course and then I also do coaching. Incredible. You sound so similar to me. I started with MLM, different company. Me and uh, our mutual friend Morgan used to pitch each other back in the day. <laughs> he used to pitch yeah. me, he used to pitch in mine um, back in the day. Um, and But that transitioned into owning gyms. So that's where I detoured a little bit um, to now I'm going into exactly what you're doing. I've created a couple of programs in the background um, that just people, when they hit me up, I can just send them through to that. And I'm about to start going into what you just mentioned, coaching people one-on-one. So there's a lot of similarities there, which is fantastic. And what's for the future for yourself? Uh, we'll start to wrap it up the next couple of minutes but what's what's for you like what what is it that you're working on now what's your vision what's your purpose like what is it you're working on now yeah so i'm actually in a little bit of a crossroad which is crazy so my life might make a very pivotal transitional uh quantum leap in the next 30 days uh and i might end up moving back to the states and like that's a whole nother story in itself so if that happens there's a lot of uncertainty there, but in terms of like my future, my vision for my life is just to step into my personal power every day, live life on my own terms, cast the vision for other people and how to take, you know, ownership of their life so they can live more in their passions and step into their purpose. It's because of like the things that I've created and the the things I've experienced, I've been able to, you know, uh, explore other businesses. So investing in the stocks, just like you were sharing, or, um, I eventually want to open up a coffee shop in business or in in business in Bali. And it's fun because like the theme would be like gratitudes and affirmations. So that would be the theme. And like on the coffee cups would be like, I am a money magnet and stuff like that. So like, I have lots of, um, I have a strong ambition for just starting other businesses, serving more people globally, uh, traveling the world and just like sharing my mission and in, in hopes to inspire others to make the changes so they can also step into their passions too. Amazing. If someone wanted to reach out to you, connect with you and maybe even get in, involved with some of the stuff that you, you do yourself, where would they, uh, where, where could someone find you? 
Yeah, so I'm the most active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is just Cameron Biafor, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-B-I-A-F-O-R-E. Or I have my website, which is CameronBiafor.com. And there is a, that's another way to get, get in contact with me. Incredible. If we were to finish on one note, what's one thing that you need to share to people? First thing that comes to your heart, your mind, what, what, do, what do people need to do? What do people need to hear from you? So, the, and what comes right up on the top of my mind, feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, I love that. Feel the fear and do it anyway. The more risk that you take, the more that builds in your self-confidence, the more confidence you feel, the more conviction that's created in yourself, the more you pour into yourself, the more you can really take on the world um, without the fear of judgment or the fear of uncertainty or the fear of failing per se. So if you feel the fear, do it anyway, hold it, run with it, puke and rally. Like you're not going to die. If anything, you're going to learn an outcome in every single situation of putting yourself out there. So feel it, puke and rally, do a little dance, put yourself out there because you have the whole world to gain by doing that. I fucking love that. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. For anyone that's listening, that's got all the way to the end. Thank you. And uh, send Cameron a message, send myself a message if you got any value out of this and share it on your story and give us a tag so we can see that at least one person enjoyed this. Huh? Thank you so much for your time, Cameron. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you guys on the very next episode. See ya.